0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Possibilities. You can catch us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, and of course my website, journeyofpossibilities.com. And I swear, week after week, we really do have some of the most interesting conversations on the planet about holistic spiritual living. Now, both the show and website would not be possible without Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance. Mario, take a minute and tell our listeners how you can help them.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. I actually want to say, first off, I don't speak geek. I speak English, lightworker, galactic, Spanish, or you name it, I can probably work it or figure it out, even sign language maybe. Anyway, the truth of the matter is I can make it understandable for you. Technology seems to be very complicated for a lot of people, and I've been in it for a long time, and I can make it understandable. I don't try to sell you stuff that you don't need because that's not me. What I am, I am the type of person that can give you the truth. The things that you don't need, we can say, no, we don't need that. Or I even have a a listener one time that called me and we agreed that we weren't, uh, she wasn't ready for my services. So what can I help you with? I can help you with websites, blogs, video, podcasts, social media, and yeah, even even that weird stuff. Go ahead and give me a call and we can figure it out. Contact me at margosalas.net and I look forward to talking to you.
2: Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened millennia ago to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concern for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide.
0: Today's guest is Sarah Gish. She is tireless in her efforts to change the world for the better. She launched Gish Creative, which today creates connections, champions culture, and ignites lives. She also launched Ignite Your Life nonprofit to ignite lives and inspire connection. She's created an online directory of youth summer day camps and Gish's picks curated culture for kids and adults. She's a freelance columnist, an artist, a Veritas-trained labyrinth facilitator, And she makes and sells art. Now, the picture that I featured for this podcast is Sarah with her art car, Phoenix Rising. I've tagged numerous websites on here for the podcast description. And thank you for taking time to be with us today, Sarah. Well, thank you. Yes,
3: I'm a woman of many interests and um, there's a lot to tag.
0: (laughs) There is a lot to tag and a lot to dive into. And I'd love to start by getting to know you a little better. You are a woman on fire. You really are like the Phoenix rising. And I'd love to hear a little bit about what ignited your life in such a passionate direction and a spiritual direction.
3: Well, um, you know, I, did, I was raised conventionally in the Episcopal Church, and I'm grateful for that church because um, it, it's a place that lets you ask questions. So, but the big um, catalyst, there's two big catalysts. The first one was back in 1985 when I got sober. I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I got sober when I was 21 my senior year, spring semester at University of Texas. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sirree, Bob. I got sober then. Um, And I really, that's when my spirituality became more, um, I guess you would say user-friendly because in AA, I was able to um, learn about a higher power that would work for me personally And it was a really beautiful way to connect to, um, my higher power. And the, the wonderful thing about AA is that, um, you can, it's a God of your understanding. And so I was really grateful for that. And then as I got older in my thirties, I was again, you know, I am a seeker and a searcher and, and I am very spiritual. I love my connection to my spirit, my God, um, and I was just looking for more. I had a young child, you know, just had a baby, just became a mother. Um, and I was looking around, or actually my child was pretty young, looking around for something else, something a little bit more, and was going to Christchurch Cathedral in Houston. And my dear friend, Betty Adam, who was a priest, had started an organization called Bridges Place. And Bridges Place... Um, is still around a little bit, and it's a place where it was focused on women's empowerment. So through Bridges Place, I learned about St. Bridget, who created a monastery for both men and women. She believed in the pure, full-on equality, and also about Mary Magdalene, who um, also is another very powerful leader. Um, She is not a prostitute, as Pope Gregory Um, claimed in the fifth century. Um, I personally believe she was married to Jesus, uh, and there's a lot of documentation for that. And she also created her own form of, of Christianity. So I'm very much through Bridget's Place, I then kind of also turned another corner in learning more about women's empowerment and women in spirituality. So... I really am grateful for those two organizations, AA and Bridges Place.
0: Isn't it amazing how we have these significant moments that we can really pin down that shape the course of our life and where we go with our life in a powerful way like these have for you?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have to say, I, there's a couple of things. I I got a new insight into my parents. You know, we can talk about my Ignite Your Life project more in a little bit, but my, as part of my igniting my own life, I researched my family's history and went to, you know, here's where I was born, here's where, you know, my parents raised me when I was little, et cetera, et cetera. I went to the actual places, which wasn't easy. I live in Houston and I traveled to California and Michigan um, for that research. And my parents are from California. Uh, They went to University of Michigan. My dad took his first job there um, as a German professor. There's not many jobs for German professors. And what I just learned from my mom actually recently is that my dad was offered a job at University of California, Riverside, and University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, and my parents, my dad was born in Riverside. He could have gone there, worked, you know, spent his entire life in California and had, you know, an easy path. But my parents instead decided very courageously to pack up, take my brother who was six weeks old and move to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, two years later they had me. And when they were, when I was, um, six months old, they moved to Houston because <laughs> they got too cold in Michigan, quite honestly. But, but I learned about that and, and really got this understanding that it's in our blood to be courageous. My parents were courageous. Um, and, you know, I started doing courageous things very early on. I, you know, was that in high school, I switched myself to a private school here in Houston, St. John's, my senior year. And that was my decision, my doing. I set up the interviews. (laughs) The only thing I did with my parents was I told them I wanted to go there and could they pay for that, you know, and they were shocked, you know, that I suddenly wanted to go to St. John's. I'd met some kids from there and felt like it would be a better place for me to graduate from. Um, So, you know, I, I know that my own personal pilot light has courage imprinted in me and not everybody has that. And that's okay you know, but I'm just, that's part of my story. And um, I use that courage to, to help others find their own courage.
0: That's a beautiful story. And your, your picture and your art car, they all fit you so well. The bright hair, the bright (laughs) colors that you wear, the bright car, the, that you are not just courage and self-empowerment, but you are the expression of that, which is so important because there's, there's the quiet internal power. And then there's like the really showing up in the world. And that seems to be to me what you embody is, let's show up, it's time to show up, which is probably why I'm connecting with you, because I'm all about that, too. Let's show up in our most authentic self. So how do you connect with the people that you work with? And what does that look like for you in terms of how you ignite their light, ignite their life?
3: Well, first of all, I have to say that not everybody likes how I show up (laughs) (laughs) because I show up loud and proud and sometimes introverts get a little bit irritated with me, but that's who I am. And I am what I call a disruptor. So I'll come in and I'll say, "Mm, this isn't, you know, you're more than that or you, you know, I recommend you do this. Um, So, but. You know, I grew up in an alcoholic home and my dad got sober and, and, you know, all is great now, but because of that, I'm very in tune to people, you know, and when you grow up in an alcoholic home, you're, you're very sensitive to things like, should I talk now? Is dad drunk? You know, that kind of thing. And it's actually a blessing in disguise because it helps me to look at each person and understand where they're coming from. I mean, I'm, I also have psychic abilities. That's a whole nother thing. Um, so I'm very tuned in and, you know, can suss out how I need to be with them in order to have the most good, you know, I'm not going to go to somebody who's an introvert and say, Hey, you need to change this and wear bright colors. That's not going to work. It's not going to do anybody any good. Um, so I, and I connect, I mean, and really everywhere I go, just a really simple tip is, um, I exchange names everywhere I go. I mean, I exchange names with the person at the gas station who I'm checking out with. I exchange names, you know, at the restaurant, um, everywhere I go, I exchange names. I know the names of my, you know, my postal worker, my, the homeless people. I mean, believe me, I know their names. If I've seen them more than once, there's Geraldo, there's, you know, Tom, there's, David, I mean, I know their names. I mean, I actually write them down because it's connecting. And so when you connect with people, you, you understand them better and you can guide them and help ignite their lives. And um, I started Ignite Your Life because my brother died of alcoholism um, at 43 in 2004. And he was a beautiful spirit. I wanted to honor that spirit. And I also wanted to use that story as a way, you know, to, to help people ignite their own lives. And I always say, when you ignite your life, it's a firewall to addiction, depression, anxiety, and isolation. So, um, and, and I just, and I don't like being bored. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like being bored. And I don't, you know, I want people, you know, I actually went to Walden Pond, you know, where Henry Henry David Thoreau you know, was his world right. and he was there and he wrote, most people live lives of quiet desperation, you know? And, and I think that's still true today, maybe even more so because we have all this social media that makes us anti-social, you know, you can go anywhere and see people sitting, you know, in a doctor's office, they're all on their phones, sitting so at restaurants, eating dinner together. Sometimes people will be on their phones. We are, we're, we are living lives of quiet desperation sometimes. And and I felt that way myself. I mean, I can't help people if I don't understand where they're coming from. So um, that's just part of my thing. But I, I feel like don't live a life of quiet desperation. Live your best life. And if you're an introvert, I mean, I have a beautiful niece that's an introvert. And I sent her a book for Christmas that was called um, Quiet, How to live in a a world that won't stop talking or something, you know, and, and countries are introverted. That's a whole nother story. Countries are introverted or extroverted in the United States, you know, treasures extroverts. I mean, that's what we're all about extroverts in this country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we have to take people for who they really are, what really does ignite your life. And if you recharge by yourself and you're an introvert, go for it, you know, and if living out loud for you, as an introvert person, means, you know, you spend time in nature or whatever. Whatever floats your boat, do it. And I just want to mention, you know, my website is igniteyourownlife.com. And that came about because it was very important to have. I mean, our project is called Ignite Your Life. But it was very important to me to have the word own in there, ignite your own life, because I can't do it for you. That's Right.
0: That's absolutely right. And and you know I was I do the visual as I'm listening to you and I was visualizing the beauty of the symphony of introverts and extroverts. Like mm-hmm. you're right, our culture celebrates the extroverts like you and me, but where would we be without the introverts to balance us out? And even the complex personalities which I more am for as extroverted as I can be, I need that downtime and introversion. I I really mm-hmm. need that balance. So, I love that you are encouraging people to live their truth.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I do talks. And one of the things I do is I have a box of matches and I light the first match and I show them and I say, this is how you ignite your life. So I blow it out, pass it on to the people. Each person lights their own match, blows it, you know, blows it out. Hopefully we don't catch the place on fire um, and then patches passes the um, box of matches around. And I said, OK, let's talk about that. How did that happen? How did it go for you, you know, igniting the match? And they get it when we start talking about how we have to light our own match. But we can pass matches on to other people, but they have to light their own match. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. There's Great. a good visual for you. <laughs> that is a good visual. Thanks for that. So you do talk. I want to know where you get this boundless energy. You are the busiest woman I know. And and I mean larger than life busy. You're in this and then you're in that and the events and the organizations and the causes and the the passion. What fuels you?
3: Well, first of all, I'm a lifeaholic. So I have to be careful. <laughs> and I, it's the truth. Um, and I love cultural activities and events and mixing it up with people more than anybody I know. And I know that I'm aware of that. Um, so it, I love it. I mean, it, I would just say it's innate. It's God given. It's nothing that I have to push myself. Come on, get out there, go do that. No, I am every day. I look at things and I, to myself, oh, I wish I could go do that you know, backgammon game game at TN Music or whatever that place is called, or, oh, I wish I could go to Rudyard's and learn about how to tell stories. Or, I mean, I could tell you 10 things that are going on just today. (laughs) Um, so I have to narrow it down and, you know, and, and just a little side note, I am, um, a diagnosed person with bipolar and I also was bulimic for about a year in college. So there are, you know, mental health issues that I've had to deal with. And I am medicated for the bipolar and I, you know, got help for the bulimia, but I come by this very, um, not without struggle. I wouldn't say I struggled necessarily, but I realize, especially with the bipolar, that that's a disease of balance. And so bipolar, you know, my favorite way to, in the past before I was medicated to manifest it was through... You know hyperactivity, and so as I, you know, got medicated, balance came into my life. It is a disease of balance, and I always have to keep that in mind because I can go spinning off. You know, I'm a cause girl. Let me save all the, you know, the babies at the border. Let me, you know, stop the Muslims from being, you know, um, denigrated. Let me, you know, whatever causes out there. Women, Me Too. Let me help with that. You know, the Me Too movement, but I have to rein it in and choose things. And so, um, one of the things I do is consistently balance. I also, you know, take care of myself. I mean, I get sleep. I, as you know, walk labyrinths, I find quiet time. I play with my family. You know, we, I tell you, we have game night more often than not. We love game nights. So we do that. Um, and you know, I have my list of 12 ways to ignite your life, which I would love to read at some point. But the second one in the list, the first one is trust in spirit, which I, I meditate every morning. Um, and that's really important for me every morning. And I, I, you know, it's not perfect, but I really try to do that because that kind of sets the tone for the day. And then the second thing is take care of yourself. And that's important too. And I put that, i put these all in order and actually meditate each morning is the third one um but trust in spirit is the first one and so you know i have this connection to my spirit and then to myself and then to others and i just and quite honestly a lot of times i just have to say no sarah you can't do that <laughs> you yeah. just have to do one thing so it's you know but i love it i i really i just love life and I understand that not everybody can keep up the pace that I do, and it's okay. I love that
0: you shared that and and the order that you put to that. It is about connection to source, connection to self, and then connection to the world. That's the only way we can be sustainable. So now you've teased it in. I want to hear the other, what are we down to, nine steps.
3: Okay, well, yeah, and I'll just read them over again from the beginning. Um, So these are the 12 ways to ignite your life daily and so I challenge people try to do this daily and I swear it works because I have to revert to it sometimes so um, number one trust in spirit number two take care of yourself number three meditate each morning number four commune with nature number five listen to your heart number six connect with love number seven be of service Number eight, allow forgiveness. Number nine, always be grateful. Number 10, explore your creativity. Number 11, learn something new. Number 12, enjoy life. And each of those has a word associated with them. And so I'll just read the words really quick because they're kind of fun to hear all together. Um, Trust, nourish, meditate, commune, listen, love, serve, forgive, thank, create, learn, laugh.
0: I love that. That is rich.
3: (laughs) I mean, I absolutely want this to go global and I want people in Africa to have this, you know, in in their language. I want people in France to have it in their language, you know, um, Australia, let's go do this with (laughs) the kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's do it. The one thing that I did not hear in that list of, and I love that list because that is totally like the list that I'm wrapping my life around. And, but Mm -hmm. the one thing that was important for me to do before I was ready to, to really own those 12 was also to clear out the stuff that I was hanging on to that I hadn't healed the pain that I'd been hiding from dragging around, running from. So I think healing is in there somewhere. And I guess I heard it closest in forgive because what it takes for us to forgive ourselves and the others that we believe have wronged us is often that healing piece. So I, I will just put it under there.
3: (laughs) Yes. Well, or, you know, and believe me, I've worked on this list for 10 years. So (laughs) I have, um, you know, massaged it in, in so many different ways and I do, I work with sober teenagers and adults and I tell people that it's, uh, beyond the 12 steps. So, you know, work your, your steps or deal with your addiction, deal with your pain, as you say, first, and, um, that's important, but also I think you could squish it into take care of yourself. Um, like what, what is not working in your life? If you have an addiction, deal with it. You know, if you have, um, some pain around issues, please take care of that. And, and I, I totally get that and, and forgive. Yeah, absolutely. Allow forgiveness. That can be part of anything really, you know, forgive yourself for your addiction, forgive the person who wronged you or forgive yourself for wronging someone else for sure.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And it did make it around the world because this show goes everywhere. So if you heard this and you want to (laughs) share it with friends in another language, please translate and move it on. Let's keep the love flowing. That's fabulous. You mentioned the labyrinth. So let's talk about that for a minute. You do walks, right? You're a Veritas certified labyrinth facilitator.
3: Yes, I am. And I love labyrinths. They are an ancient 4,000 year old tool for spirituality, for meditation. And there are labyrinths all over the world. And it's amazing because it's like this bubbling up of awareness about a labyrinth is creating more labyrinths It's helping people find labyrinths that are already there. Um, I, you know, I can go to cities everywhere and I've, I've pretty much found labyrinths wherever I can. I also have a hand labyrinth, which is great for people that can't actually walk. You trace it with your finger, or I should say, finger labyrinth. I also have a portable labyrinth. So, have labyrinth wheel travel, um, which I'll be setting up in parking lots. You know, my dream is to set one up in Walmart, Walmart parking lot. Perfect. um, Or someplace like that. And, um, they really are, you can, what, what I recommend people listening is to just Google labyrinths. First of all, L-A-B-Y-R-I-N-T-H. People don't always know how to spell that. Um, and then there's something called the worldwide labyrinth locator. There are two main organizations that carry the flame of labyrinths. And one is the labyrinth society. And the other one is what you mentioned, Veriditas. And those two organizations, maintain this worldwide labyrinth locator database and so you can go there and whenever you're in a different city you can check out that database and walk a labyrinth and they are walking meditations um there are so many different ways you can enter a labyrinth and and use a labyrinth uh i will say just in the essence of time that it's a beautiful walking meditation and there's no right or wrong way to do it you know i mean i have um my own preferences. I have mantras, all that kind of thing. And I'll tell you that real quick. Um, but I just, I want people to know strongly that there is no right or way, right or wrong way to walk a labyrinth. It's a metaphor for life. If you want to run the labyrinth, if you want to not go stay within the lines, do that. If you want to, you know, walk it slowly or wear a shawl or not, you know, however you want to do it. Um, so for labyrinth walks for myself, this is my mantras or mantra, which is, as you enter, I say, release as you're walking the path in, you know, just slowly think about what you want to release, what you're letting go of, that kind of thing. When you get to the center receive. So often I tell people, you know, it's receiving from the spirit, you know, receiving from the group. And then as you leave the labyrinth, rejoice. Rejoice for the lightness that you have now and the support and that kind of thing. Um, And I do, if you go to gishcreative.com, you can find my list of Houston area labyrinths. So you have to go to product services and events and you can see it there and just click on the labyrinth image and you'll find the Houston ones because we've got over 25 labyrinths here in Well, and we recently interviewed
0: Jay on this show and he was so interesting talking about the different labyrinths and the work he's done around the world and what he does in Houston. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me about a conflict resolution labyrinth model that I really want to either get in a portable form that I can take places because I love working with people that are going through conflict and helping them find new ways to resolve that. And I think a labyrinth would be a really powerful tool for that.
3: Oh yeah, labyrinths are great for so many things. I mean, they're, you know, Carl Jung. There are mandalas as well, and Carl Jung used mandalas for his uh, mental patients. You know, when he he was a Swiss psychiatrist, I mean, everybody, a lot of people know who he is. But yes. anyway, he used them with his patients, and he'd have them color mandalas. So it's the same thing; it resets the brain, and it orders the brain, the right and left hemispheres, so that you can be calmer and more um, focused, have better memory, communicate better, all of that. So yeah, labyrinths, labyrinths are awesome.
0: They are awesome. And we still have yet to walk one together, but we'll make that happen soon. I'm sure we will. We will. So tell me now about your involvement in the art cars and the Phoenix rising and all of that. How did that come about?
3: Well, Phoenix rising is actually my fourth art car and Houston has the largest art car community in the world. And we have the largest art car parade in the world. It's the second Sunday, second Saturday in April every year. And there's almost 300 cars in the parade every year. So it's a really um, amazing thing that happens here in Houston. And I think that people don't realize how cultural Houston is, how creative, how diverse and amazing it is. And so this is a really unique thing. Um, that Houston has. So I, this is my, as I said, my fourth art car. And I, my third one, I was taking it on my very first Ignite Your Life uh, road trip in 2013. My friend and I were coming back from California and in Phoenix, Arizona, believe it or not, my car caught on fire and had to be literally scrapped. And I bought a new car in Phoenix, Arizona within four hours. It was all very spiritual, spirit-led because we found a guy who didn't, he was like, I don't know how you found me and I don't know how you got this car. I don't know where you got that price from. It's $10,000 lower than I would ever sell a car for. Um, It was all very spirit-led. Yeah. I love those moments. (laughs) I know. Well, those moments are constant, but we just sort of block them out when we get busy or right, you know, aren't listening to our heart, which is a very important way to ignite your life. So anyway, so I got this white, um, perfect white Toyota Corolla car and, you know, great canvas. And, um, (laughs) that's why it's called Phoenix for rising because I bought it in Phoenix and it literally was the rebirth out of a fire And also it's the rebirth, you know, my, my ignite your life project is the rebirth from my brother's death from my, you know, and mental health issues and everything. So, you know, and we have a chance for rebirth at any moment, any moment we can rebirth ourselves. And so, um, and I just, it's interesting because since I've had the car, it attracts so many people who are rebirthing themselves. You know, I I have people ride with us. You know, I have a whole, what I call pit crew. They're the flames. And we have Phoenix. Uh, We have a person that that is Phoenix in the parade, but we also have flames. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, all of us are people with stories of um, rebirthing and of the Phoenix. So it, it really attracts an unusual group of people. And it, it's just a happiness Mobile. It it attracts so many different kinds of people. Um, the people that don't like it, that scowl when I pull up next to them, are people that, frankly, are kind of shut down. You mm-hmm. know, and they don't like things that are different. So that's fine. You know, I'm not making you drive the car or anything. But, <laughs> but it does. It just it leaves you know happiness everywhere it goes. And, and I have smile on the front window permanently. And it's there because smiling is the way to ignite lives. If nothing else, smile, you know, it connects people It ignite lives. Um, and you know, August 1st annually is smile day at the summer camp I went to as a child and smile day was, it's, it's a long story, but basically it's a day that we celebrate where we dress up and we eat cake. We dress up in color, Colorful costumes and eat cake. So this year I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go out and celebrate Smile Day and see if I can find some people to talk to about smiling. Um, so I went to a park because I figured it was the middle of the day and people would be more relaxed at a park than a shopping mall. Um, and I found this beautiful mom with four girls, and they all talked to me about smiling, and I interviewed them, and it was just beautiful, and I posted it on my Ignite Your Life page, and um, I just really was very touched by that, and especially how deep they thought about smiling. I mean, it seems like just a silly, goof- goofy act, but it's actually life-changing, world-changing, smiling literally changes your chemical makeup. It's universal and animal smile. It's, you know, probably cricket smile. I don't know, but it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So if nothing else, remember to smile. You really do
0: embody creativity and inspiration and joy. And I can't imagine anybody running into you for five minutes and not walking away with a smile because you, you live what you talk about. You are ignited and on fire about life. And it's, I love it. What was the word you used a while ago? Uh, (laughs) Lifeaholic?
3: I'm a lifeaholic. Well, and you know, my, so I had to um, kind of audition to do workshops at the Jung Center, which is a place in Houston, Um, wonderful place for doing workshops. And I had to audition with the board members and do a workshop with them. And this woman was in it and we were doing watercoloring and words and this and that. And she just had a scowl on her face the entire time. And my goal And that one hour was to get that lady to smile (laughs) (laughs) and I just worked with her. And by the end of it, I couldn't get her to shut up. (laughs) You know, she was, she was so into it and she wanted me to know that she misspelled a word and that had spiritual meaning. And, you know, she was very connected. And it's just, like I said at the beginning, you, you can't connect with people by running after them and making them connect with you. You know, it's, it's gotta be a give and take thing where you appreciate who they are, and you accept them where they are. Absolutely. You know? And not everybody is where I am, and not everybody's where you are. you know. And it doesn't mean that we're more evolved, that we're better, that we're more connected to spirit. It just means that that's our life story. That's where we were meant to be, you know. and they're meant to be somewhere else.
0: Absolutely.
3: I love talking to you. I could do it all
0: day. Tell me, though, because time is flying by, do you have any events coming up that you want us to know about?
3: Oh, sure. I, um, the, the biggest thing is I do labyrinth walks on the second Saturday of every month at this beautiful place in Houston called the Heinz Center for Spirituality and Prayer. And it's one of, I think it's maybe the only one of its kind in the United States or one of the few in the United States. It's a complete spirituality center where they teach yoga, um, you know, stress workshops. They have art, creativity, um, it has a meditation room. It's just beautiful. I can go on and on. Um, and the website for that is heinz.org, I believe, or heinzcenter.org. Um, and that is I do second Saturday Labyrinth walks there, and it's an indoor labyrinth, which is really important in Houston. Yeah. And I also do regular workshops at Body, Mind, and Soul in Houston. And my next one for that is one called What's Your Purpose on October 7th. And then on a regular basis, anytime, I do guidance sessions. I do them in person on Mondays at Body, Mind, and Soul, and I do them, you know, by phone or by Skype anytime, so I can give that information. Yes, please. Well, they can just email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at gishcreative.com, or they can find me on, uh, the best place to find me is facebook.com slash life. And that's where I put a lot of Ignite Your Life things. Um, And you can also go to GishCreative.com, G-I-S-H Creative.com. And I just hope that people get out there and ignite their lives and explore their city, explore themselves, explore the people around them and, you know, ignite their life with their spirit and everything. It's it's a great way to be.
0: That sounds like your parting thought. I always ask for a parting thought and it sounds like you kind of wrap that up. Anything else you'd like to add to that?
3: I'll give you one more one more parting thought is just ignite your life and don't be afraid and, and and if you are afraid you know I I interviewed um uh Tom Shadyac who is a spiritual leader has done a lot of films he did the movie 1 and he said if you're afraid cuz we talked about fear if you're afraid find somebody who can support you find someone who's done what you've done and follow them so I just say, get out there, ignite your life, find support, create connections, and first and foremost, love yourself and love your spirit and love your higher power, whatever that is for you. Ignite your life.
0: Well, I'm certainly inspired. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate it. I know how busy you are. And thank you, listeners, for joining us. I hope you've liked the show. I hope you're ready to ignite your life. Be sure to get on our mailing list so that you'll know about upcoming guests and events at journeyofpossibilities.com. And we will see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.